Well, from one form of consciousness to another, imagine if you came across a technicolored octopus-like creature that's slowly distorting and shape-shifting. And it talks, it says to you this. The internet doesn't exist in the way that you think it does. The internet is not a bunch of computers connected to each other, but a bunch of human minds Now, what is happening here? Have you fallen into a coma? Have the aliens finally arrived? Have you been spiked with LSD? Well, don't worry. It's just art. Distributed consciousness looks at biological and artificial intelligence. Distributed computation and cognition, cryptography, evolution, phenomenology, ecological awareness, climate change, activism and cephalopods. Got it? Good. The brain behind this mind-bending work belongs to Memo Acten. Welcome to you, Memo. Hi, thanks for having me. Your inspiration for this artwork came whilst you were stuck in Turkey during COVID and you were doing a lot of snorkelling. It sounds like you had a much better version of the pandemic than most of us. However, you were struck about the octopuses that you saw whilst snorkelling and that led you to think about distributed consciousness Talk to me about this idea. What does it mean? Uh, yes, that that's all correct. The idea did come to me while I was snorkeling. Um, the themes behind the work are themes that I've been thinking about for many, many years. It, it's just that I had the aha moment uh, when I saw a particular octopus. Um, and, I mean, I, see, I used to see octopuses all the time, but they'd be deep underwater and deep underwater... Uh, the water filters a lot of the frequencies of of colour. It's just one day I saw an octopus on the surface and on a rock right under the sun and it flashed at me the most vibrant, vivid colours. It just blew me away. I had no idea that when they changed colour they were that that intense. Um, And that kind of set off the chain reaction in my brain to think about what this project ended up being. And uh, what these themes are, if I had to summarise it, it's really an invitation and this whole project is an invitation to be more open in how we think about uh, what we value, what we think about as as intelligence, as knowledge. Um, and really it's an invitation, especially you know in times of ecological crisis and climate change and mass extinctions, to think about alternative ways of framing our relationship with the world that we live in. So I suppose this octopus was communicating with you. Certainly, perhaps you were a threat, but perhaps there was something else being communicated here. There's been a lot of work being done on the intelligence of the octopus. You've mentioned books like Other Minds uh, and The Soul of an Octopus in your research. It also makes me think of the Netflix documentary, My Octopus Teacher. What is it about cephalopods that humans keep coming back to? Yeah, this is this is a very good point, and also why I also chose octopuses. Um, they are incredibly intelligent, and unlike, for example, a chimpanzee, which is also very intelligent, the octopus intelligence is is so alien to us. It's so different to us. They don't really have a, a large central brain like mammals or even reptiles or, or birds do. Rather, their a lot of their neurons are distributed across their body. In fact, each arm. Um, has 
like 90% of the neurons are across their body and their arms and their arms can communicate with each other without involving the central brain. And one thing that's really um, interesting is that octopuses have started becoming very main, like it, there's a lot of interest in mainstream. There's a lot of books that have come out, that the, the, the Netflix documentary you mentioned has come out. And a lot of this is really a response to, I, I think, the increase and in prevalence of AI, of artificial intelligence. Because as we're building software that is, you know, supposedly very becoming intelligent, we're grappling with this idea of like, well, what does it mean for a non-human intelligent and it's, thing? It's ironic that the rise of AI is getting us to appreciate uh, non-human biological intelligence. It sort of took an invention of our own, if you like, that being artificial intelligence to get us to appreciate uh, the intelligence of, say, an octopus. Just to get to a technical note, I believe you use custom software to create some of the images in this work. It was it was before AI, tools like DALI and Midjourney. Where does the AI come into play here in your work? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've been working with AI for, for a very long time. Uh, and the AI in this, it is custom software. It is before Midjourney, etc., um, but it's it's a very similar technology to what's behind uh, Mid Journey, uh, and I so I I use that to generate the images. I also used uh, something called GPT three, which is a precursor to Chat GPT, to generate the text, uh, and a, a lot of custom software to to hold it all together. The, these sort of tentacled creatures in your work aren't exactly octopuses, are they? They're based on an octopus, and I think the distinction's important, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they they don't exist. They're not real creatures. They're also I was very inspired by Donna Haraway's uh, book, um, Staying with the Trouble, Making Kin in the Thulu Scene, which uh, she calls upon all the creepy, crawly, tentacular critters uh, and that we should be more like them in thinking about how we engage with the natural world. So that's why I also call them tentacular critters <laughs> because they just have lots of tentacles and, you know, antennae and all kinds of stuff. Well, who knows what they call you in response. Let me ask you about uh, the idea that technology is, is obviously always changing and improving. And given that you've been working with older forms of artificial intelligence uh, in your work, do you have to, to constantly upgrade or do you have the temptation to refeed the work into these processes to see what the technology can do and improve uh, in, in the process? I do in a kind of way. I don't do it for old works. I just create new works. Uh, for me, I'm, as much as an artist, I'm a researcher. I have a PhD in AI and I, I'm, I'm curious what things can do. So even this project, Distributed Consciousness, was born as an exploration into this new technology of text-based, prompt-based image um, generation. So I'm constantly experimenting with new technologies, uh, but I'm, I keep making new work with every new technology as opposed to updating older ones. The work is multi-layered and you announced after selling the images as NFTs that they were all encoded with a verse from a manifesto also written by AI. Talk to me about that. Yeah, correct. So the project did begin as an NFT collection. I first released 256 uh, images, just, Im just the images, um, which were these cephalopod-like creatures. 
And then about a month after they were all sold out, I announced that every image actually had some text hidden in it, cryptographically encoded in the in the pixels uh, using a method called steganography. And so I'd written this manifesto already. It was already in the images and people didn't know this. And I was also exploring the blockchain as, you know, the blockchain um, is a decentralized distributed database. So I was interested and, you know, it's cryptographically secured. So I was just wanted to use this as a form of storing this manifesto in an even more distributed uh, manner. So it's a conceptual layer on top. I noticed you used the phrase, the manifesto I wrote. The kind of idea about authorship is interesting with AI. I mean, where do you draw the line with what is created or what you created? So this is a very good, um, you caught me really well on that. I didn't even notice that I wrote, uh, that I mentioned, that I said the manifesto that I wrote. Because really uh, the project is questioning the idea of authorship. Um, Especially now, this is a very hot, topic like the idea of authorship with AI but actually the idea of authorship is always quite uh, an interesting one because every idea generated really has millions of people's um, imprints on it. Every conversation we have might uh, spark ideas in each other and we go through years of education and accumulating all this knowledge and ideas. So I think the notions of authorship we put too much emphasis on heroes in in our time and in our day. Um, And this work is in a way an invitation to try to think of knowledge as being distributed as well, and even intelligence as being distributed. If you've just joined me on RN Drive, Memo Ak-10 is here. We're discussing his work, Distributed Consciousness. I'll give you some details where you can see it in the flesh in all its tentacled glory in just a moment. Given the, the spirit and the method of your work and the manifesto, which was written by artificial intelligence, I think it's only fair that I get ChatGPT to ask you some questions about your work. Are you ready for my AI colleague to take over here? I am waiting. Okay. Uh, This is genuinely a a question written by uh, ChatGPT. How does the AI system process input from external sources in distributed consciousness? Um, Well, the work is not interactive. So uh, at this moment, there is no processing happening. It's it's a video. Uh, But during the creation process... I was the intermediary, and so I had a conversation with GPT-3, which is a precursor to ChatGPT, and I fed it lots of text and thoughts that I was having, and I had I said things to it, and it said things back, and then I collated them and edited them and fed it back, and it was it was a back and forth. It was like a conversation that you and I are having now, and then I edited that down to be released. I have another question written by ChatGPT, and this might uh, perhaps hint, uh, certainly in my mind, at a bit of vanity on behalf of the artificial intelligence, or perhaps I'm just anthropomorphizing. The question is, are there elements in the final piece that you attribute specifically to the AI's influence? Yeah, definitely, absolutely. Um, the excerpt that you played, coincidentally, 
uh, is something that really I thought was super interesting. Actually, did, did you play the bit about the internet is not a bunch of computers? Is, yeah, is that, what, that, yeah, that was the one, yeah. So that line, uh, GPT said that to me, and I thought it was quite profound. The internet is a bunch of human minds connected to each other. And it's, it's, it's true. Uh, and many people have articulated things to that extent, but I have not heard it articulated it. I have not heard it articulated that concisely. Um, and there's lots of moments in the text which are kind of things that I think, but I haven't heard articulated as succinctly as uh, GPT put it together. This work really does challenge a lot of those preconceptions we have about intelligence, how we know what we know and who else might know what we know. Uh, artist Memo Acten has been my guest. Distributed Consciousness is uh, on at Melbourne's Australian Centre for the Moving Image uh, Gallery until next year. Uh, and he'll be joining a talk tomorrow evening, September the 21st, on creativity and technology, if you want to hear more from Memo. Fascinating work. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. You've been listening to a podcast of The Drawing Room with me, Andy Park. For more great conversations, search for The Drawing Room on the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.